I was very high on Nebraska. That's the best way I can put it, entering the regular season. At this point in the year, I thought the Cornhuskers would be 7-0, 4-0 in conference, that they would be at a point where they'd start to, cat- to catch the attention of the outside world. They'd start to attract outside attention, much like Michigan State did last year. People would begin to look at this team and say, they're 7-0, and we feel like they shouldn't be 7-0, and but there's a reason to that. Why would that be? And I thought that the reason for that would be a good pass rush duo between Ochon Mathis and Garrett Nelson, a solid run game with Anthony Grant and an O-line that was the best of the Scott Frost era, and Casey Thompson under Mark Whipple and his mentorship just swinging it around and being one of the Big Ten's better QBs. And while some of those things are true, Casey Thompson is a solid QB, Anthony Grant is a very underrated running back, I could not have been much further from the truth. The Huskers are 3-4, and 2-2 two and two in conference, and they basically have to win out if they want to play in Indy. And with Michigan on the schedule, with how bad this Nebraska defense is played, that does not look very likely. If you're a Husker fan, it all starts here. It starts against Illinois. The opportunity to win against Purdue and the opportunity to win against Oklahoma, Northwestern, which that game looks to be like Pat Fitzgerald's only win this year potentially would be against Scott Frost, just shows how bad Frost was as a head coach, and also shows how bad of a a football program this year Northwestern is. It starts today. Every Saturday, there is a new opportunity. There is new hope. Illinois here is favored by around a touchdown. It's a 3.30 game, Eastern time. This matchup is going to be one of old-school-style football versus the spread. And they're pretty stereotypical. They're, They're caricatures of each other, honestly. Nebraska being a spread team that has no defense, that's the caricature of a spread team. Illinois being the caricature of Brett Bielema football. All defense, good run game, just good enough of a passing game, supported by a good O-line and average tight end and wide receiver room and QB room to just get by on the the passing side of the offense. So I'm interested in this matchup. If Nebraska wants any shot to have a, a successful season where they, you know, finish above 500 in the regular season, finish in the top top tier of the Big Ten West, they have to win this game. For Illinois, winning this game will just secure their position for first in the Big Ten West. It'll cement them as a team that just keeps winning and winning. It'll cement them as a Big Ten contender. It'll cement their chances to get to one of their best bowl bids one of their best bowl bids in easily a decade, more than a decade, close to two decades. Ron Zook and his squad in 2007 went to the Rose Bowl. It'd be very hard for Illinois to get to the Rose Bowl this year, but it is possible, just very unlikely. So there is more on the line in this game than one might think when you look deeper, when you look into the team's schedules, when you look into how they've performed, when you've watched both of these programs play, and look at their schedule, see what's in front of them, you realize that 
these two teams can contend for things that you either don't think right now because of their record or because their name. Illinois is not a prestigious football name, but you know what? They're winning games, they're ranked in the top 20, and they can run the football on you, and their defense can frustrate you into criminal errors. This game is a 3.30 game, and it will air on ABC. Illinois is favored to win in both the spread and by the computers. They're given a 68.3% chance to win, according to ESPN's FPI. They're favored by 7.5 points, so around a touchdown. Illinois, they have a better staff. I mean, Ryan Walters is one of the best DCs in the country, it's looking like right now, and Barry Looney Jr., is an underrated offensive coordinator. And then Brett Bielema, a head coach who had plenty of success at Wisconsin and in the Big Ten as a defensive coordinator, too, before becoming the head coach of yeah, before becoming the head coach of Wisconsin. I believe he was the DC. And honestly, what I mean, what what a job he's doing at Illinois. Fantastic job. Nebraska has some players on their staff, too. They have Bill Bush, who's the interim DC. He's also the special teams coordinator before being moved to that position. He's a stud there, along with working with defensive backs, where he worked, he produced all Americans at LSU when he was there. You have Mark Whipple. Mark Whipple having a good reputation at Pitt. This Nebraska offense looks to be the best Nebraska offense under the you know, what was once the Scott Frost era. You have Mickey Joseph, who's the interim head coach, former wide receivers coach at Louisiana, where he coached Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, just to name a few names. So great wide receivers coach. Both of these staffs are underrated. And Illinois, Nebraska, again, I said they're they're caricatures of each other. Nebraska's better, I think, at quarterback, wide receiver, tight end. Illinois is better at the fundamental old-school-style football. Trench play, defense, with the addition of running back. Chase Brown leads the nation in rushing yards. He has over 1,000 1,000 rushing yards. And boy, oh boy, with how bad Nebraska's rushing defense is, that's going to be the story of the game. What will Chase Brown do? How many times will, how many times will Illinois run the football? On Nebraska. That's going to be a big part in who wins this game. Casey Thompson and Tommy DeVito, they are, by statistics, they are pretty similar. DeVito has thrown far less interceptions. Thompson's thrown 400 more yards. Thompson is 73rd in QBR. Tommy DeVito is, by comparison, 26th. Both have passer ratings in the 140s. Thompson's is three points higher with a 148. Tommy DeVito's is a 145. There's no doubt that Tommy DeVito statistically completing 70% of his passes, Thompson just 64% of his passes. DeVito is the quarterback who's asked to do less and does a better job while being asked to do less than Casey Thompson. Casey Thompson with a far worse offensive line than Tommy DeVito. DeVito's been sacked 11 times. Casey Thompson's been sacked 19 times. And Nebraska's run blocking, that's terrible too, much worse than Illinois'. There's even a greater disparity in run block between the two offensive lines. Casey Thompson is asked to do quite a bit. 
not nearly as much as Tommy DeVito is. And I think just with the fact that Chubba Purdy and Logan Smothers exist, meanwhile, Illinois has Arthur Sitkowski, who's not good. I would have to give quarterback to Nebraska. I've already explained running back. Offensive line and defensive line, if you've looked at Nebraska and how they play this year, and if you look at how Illinois plays football this year, check that right off, and that's Illinois' to themselves, essentially. Same with linebacker, defensive back, special teams, all of which Illinois is more efficient in than Nebraska. Illinois, I think, is the number one scoring defense in the nation. They only allow 8.9 points per game. 221 total yards, 143 of those are passing, only 78 of those are rushing yards. So Nebraska, they're probably going to have to pass and pass more efficiently than usual against a defense that sacked Graham Mertz five times and sacked Spencer Petras five times. Illinois' front four has been dominating the, they've been dominating the traditional powerhouses in trench play in Iowa in Iowa, Wisconsin, and they also messed Minnesota up and dominated their run game. They really shut down Trace and Potts. Muhammad Ibrahim didn't play in that game. At wide receiver, you have Trey Palmer for Nebraska. You have Marcus Washington. Those two alone, they're, I mean, they're just good. Nebraska has some of the better wide receivers in the Big Ten. This is compared to previous years in the Scott Frost era where Wide receivers were either underutilized or you didn't have a lot of depth there. But this year for Nebraska, I mean, Trey Palmer, almost 800 receiving yards, five receiving touchdowns. You have Alante Brown as well. You have, you no longer have Isaiah Garcia Castaneda. He entered the portal. But Alante Brown, you have, you know, Trey Palmer, Marcus Washington, Omar Manning, Oliver Martin. Illinois is Pat Bryant. They have some other names, but I'm still taking Nebraska wide receiver. Tight end, Travis Vokalek, Chancellor Brewington for Nebraska. I'd also give the Huskers the edge there at those positions. Overall, Illinois is better at running the football deep and defense. Nebraska is better at passing the football. Overall, the slightly better offensive team, in my opinion, just from a raw talent and potential aspect, along with big play capability. The issue, of course, is consistency. Illinois overall has the more consistent and efficient offense. Illinois is ranked 33 in ESPN's FPI. They're the 57th most talented team. They're the 20th most efficient team in college football. Their defense is top five. You heard that right. They're top five in efficiency. And their offense, their offense is 52nd in efficiency. They're Defense is fourth. Their special teams is 90th. Nebraska is ranked number 71 in ESPN's FPI. They have a lot more talent than Illinois, but they're a lot less efficient with said talent. They're 96th in the country. 96th in efficiency. The 72nd, yeah, 72nd most efficient offense, 110th most efficient defense. They're 43rd in special teams efficiency. They have had some, like, you know, some iffies at kicker, but Brian Buschini has been a solid punter, and it doesn't help Nebraska special teams either that because they don't have a good offensive line, that doesn't help when you're trying to punt the ball and it gets blocked, for example. So Illinois, 
you don't have the talent Nebraska does. It also doesn't help that they're playing on the road in Memorial Stadium, which is going to be sold out. Illinois, however, is more efficient, and they're just they're overall the better football team. Six and one versus three and four. The players I'm looking out for are running back Chase Brown for Illinois. I think that that right there is pretty self-explanatory. When you have struggled to defend the run as much as Nebraska has, when you've struggled to defend the run that badly, you just want to feed Chase Brown the ball. On 192 attempts, Chase Brown has had 1,059 rushing yards for four rushing touchdowns. He averages 5.5 yards per carry. To put that in perspective... Uh, one yard is three feet. He's running for 16 and a half feet per carry. And he's 5'11", 205. He also has 107 receiving yards on the year, averages 7.1 yards per reception, and he has two receiving touchdowns. He also occasionally returns kickoffs. He has six kickoff return attempts. Chase Brown is physical. He has a great offensive line behind him. And... Just Nebraska cannot, I mean, they don't have a D-tackle room. Their defensive ends in Ochon Mathis and Garrett Nelson, I think, are good. But they're pass rushers. Like, their strength is pass rush. They're not good at stopping the run. No one on Nebraska's defense is good at stopping the run. So look for Chase Brown to, to not, he's going to have a big day, I think, no matter what. The question is how big of a day. If Nebraska can... Let him have a big day, but keep it within some reason and also have a really efficient offense, which is we're going to transition to Trey Palmer. And I think he's Nebraska's player to look out for. I think that Chase Brown, if they feed him the ball enough times and if Nebraska's offense just doesn't play a near A, A-plus level game, it is Illinois' game to lose because their run game and their defense are just so dominant. When you can run the football and when you also have a competent passing game, when you can, you have some semblance of balance, even though Chase Brown dominates the offense, you're hard to stop. If you can run the ball, you have a pass game, and you have a really solid defense, it's hard to stop you, especially when you're a three and four team like Nebraska with an offense that is inconsistent, and you have absolutely no defense. This is where Trey Palmer comes in, though. Trey Palmer is the consistency. Trey Palmer is a fantastic wide receiver. Came from LSU with Mickey Joseph to Nebraska. He's had 47 receptions, 781 receiving yards, and five receiving touchdowns. He averages 16.6 yards per reception. He also has four rushing attempts, for 68 rushing yards with a long of 60. He had one attempt for 60 yards against Purdue, where he had a nice jet sweep outside end around run. Against Purdue, he had seven receptions for 237 yards, 33.9 average yards per reception with a long of 72 and two receiving touchdowns. Against Indiana, he also had a touchdown that was longer than 70 yards. He had a long of 71, one receiving touchdown, eight receptions for 157 receiving yards. He is on a four-game streak where he has one or more receiving touchdowns. He has had two games where he has had more than 150 receiving yards. In every game he's played in, he has had 64 receiving yards or more. 
low being against Rutgers, second lowest being against Northwestern. So Trey Palmer's being utilized more, he's getting open more, he's peaking as a player, and facing off against, you know, Illinois, Illinois lost to Indiana, who Nebraska beat, and Nebraska primarily, they had some success on the ground, but they had a lot of success against Indiana through the air. Casey Thompson nearly threw for 300 yards, he completed 66% of his passes, one of which was a 71-yard pass to Trey Palmer from Casey Thompson. So Nebraska can get big plays on you through the air. And Indiana, they beat Illinois through the air. That's exactly what they did. They had 330 passing yards against Illinois, only 32 rushing yards. So Nebraska, they're not a team. They're a team that their strengths on offense play to Illinois' weaknesses on defense, which is defending the pass, that's for sure. So look out for a big day from both of these guys. I think whoever has the bigger day will help their team, will honestly help their team win. I can say that pretty confidently. Trey Palmer, if he has more total yards and more touchdowns than Chase Brown does, Nebraska probably wins this game. And I think it's more certain that if Chase Brown has more total yards than Trey Palmer, that would be an Illinois lock to win the game. It'd be an absolute lock if Chase Brown is like, let's say, 200, 250 rushing yards, which is totally possible against this Nebraska defense. And I think that's exactly what's going to happen. Chase Brown will have around but close to 200 rushing yards or total yards and two touchdowns, I think. And Illinois will ground and pound all game long. And Nebraska won't be able to stop it. They'll have a drive or two where they will force the Illini to kick a field goal, which Illinois will successfully do. And Nebraska overall, I just, I don't trust them. Don't trust their defense especially, and their offense and trench play are far too suspect. They're at home, which helps, and helps. it'll, it'll help a lot. They've had a bye week to prepare for this game. I just think Illinois is too good. They're a solid team. They're well-coached. They're, they're disciplined. They know how to make you one-dimensional. They know how to shut down your run game, which, hey, Anthony Grant, it's hard to shut him down but he doesn't have a good offensive line. If he had a good offensive line, I don't think you could shut down Anthony Grant. I think that he's a shifty enough player with also that power element to where if you gave a good, gave him a good supporting cast, you couldn't limit him. And that sounds all simple or like a, a duh answer, but it's really not true. He has an element of both a power back and an explosive back. And when you have both of those elements in a good supporting cast— you're a special player. You're a player who's up for, you know, postseason awards. The issue is Anthony Grant does not have a great offensive line. He is one of the worst offensive lines in the Big Ten. One of the worst. And Illinois has a good front four. They also have a good offensive line, too. His defense will force Nebraska turnovers. The offensive line will eat, open up massive gaps, for Chase Brown to just run for big chunk after big chunk. And Illinois will also, because of their success on the ground, they'll open up the pass. Tommy DeVito will probably get some runs in too. And Illinois, I think they'll win. And I think that they will actually cover, which is going against the trend of Nebraska losing close games. But I think this Illinois team is just good. They're solid all around. 
They're consistent. Illinois is the definition of consistent football. Nebraska, if they want to win, Mark Whipple will have to go pass heavy. You can test the run game. I mean, maybe Anthony Grant with his shiftiness, with his ability to find holes where there aren't any, he might be able to break off a big run. Overall, Illinois will not let him get nearly anywhere. Just if if I'm Mark Whipple and Casey Thompson, I want to step back, you know, quick release the ball if I can, try and test some downfield shots to Trey Palmer. I want to get Marcus Washington, Travis Vokalek, Alante Brown, Oliver Martin, whoever's out on the field. I want to get them open. I want to test. I just want to test Illinois' pass defense because Indiana, Connor Basilek had one of his best games of the season against this Illinois defense. Remember that. And this Nebraska squad beat Illinois handily. They beat him by double digits. And Casey Thompson, in my opinion, is a better quarterback. Granadios was better wide receivers, but he's a better quarterback than Connor Basilak is. Nebraska's defense will not help themselves at all. You know, they can't stop the run again. And the dream to win the West, unfortunately, and I say unfortunately for just everyone because I want Nebraska to be back and I want them to be good, the dream to win the West will effectively die. It will die this Saturday as Nebraska falls to 3-5. and five. Illinois will cement their chances to win the West, contend for the conference at 7-1. and one. And that's my prediction in the end of this video. If you liked it, make sure to hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, click the notification bell, and comment your thoughts on this video down below. Thank you all for watching, and I'll see you guys around. Bye.